Dip it in and sauce it up with Sergio Lopez and Vanessa Walsh. 8-Bit Saucy Podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up. Hello, Sasketeers. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of A Bit Saucy. <laughs> I'm your host, Vanessa Walsh. I'm Sergio Lopez. We're laughing because Sergio forgot his soundboard, so I played the theme song by playing an old episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just started going into the actual like episode. Like, and then started playing the actual episode. <laughs> Let's just play the actual, like, last episode <laughs> instead of recording. Yeah. Because we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today we will be, be reviewing the farmstead at Long Meadow Ranch, <laughs> mm-hmm. a restaurant in Napa Valley, California, probably only like 100 feet away from. Uh, Gotts Roadside, which we've also reviewed. Oh, yeah. It's like right across the street from it, huh? Yeah. So this is in St. Helena, the town of. I just said Napa Valley, uh, which is true. But the town it is in, the town is in St. Helena. I just realized we didn't check, check our microphones. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Our, our microphones are okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah. So this is a restaurant. I think I saw some advertisement for it or something and I clicked on it and it oh, was like, uh-huh. get on our mailing list. So I decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Sergio and I were trying to figure out a restaurant to go to in St. Helena and just like, like clockwork. Oh. It was so weird. I was checking my email that morning and there was like a maker reservation at Longmeadow Ranch, which happens to be like in downtown St. Helena, exactly where we were going to be. And I was like, wow, serendipity. <laughs> yeah. So I went ahead and made a reservation here. It's a conspiracy. A conspiracy. <laughs> they just knew. Your phone was spying on My you. phone was spying on me. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, well, it is kind of weird because I don't think I get emails from them that often. Um, yeah. But, you know, I did sign up for them, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's exactly why restaurants have mailing lists. So they, they're mm-hmm. when uh, the opportunity strikes, they're right on top of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting what this place is. And I was confused by it for a while, even after eating there until we were just looking at their website. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so the restaurant there is called The Farmstead, but this uh, Longmeadow Ranch is a whole, like, almost ranching conglomerate, I want to say, like in Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, they have several different properties, and their focus seems actually really genuine. It's really easy to write this place off as, like, a fancy Napa Valley tourist trap, but mm-hmm. they seem... Looking at all their stuff that they do to be a pretty genuine, like, devoted farm-to-table operation. Like, they have tons of different produce they grow. Mm -hmm. They have tons of different animals that they farm. Um, And they have, like, a bunch of different properties and ranches. And they actually, even though they're in downtown St. Helena, in, like, the absolute heart of, like, bougie wine country, um, they actually kind of say some things against like wine monoculture in Napa Valley, which is really interesting to me because that's not Mm -hmm. something you'll see much of. Everyone else is like full on the wine train and they do make wine here and that is a major focus. But at the same time, they like, they full on farm, like they have tomatoes, they have olives, a ton of the ingredients of their restaurant um, come from their actual like ranches and gardens, which is really cool. Like they are like legit farm to table here, which is uh kind of uh rare like a lot of restaurants that seem like they're farm to table like actually really aren't 
and I'm sure they don't actually farm all of their ingredients, but like they, yeah, a pretty good amount of the food that they serve, they also are the proprietors of. So that's pretty interesting. It's like they're fully in control of their supply chain of their food. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, we were just talking about this while we were going through their website and it was a thing where we were like, we had this sort of preconception of the place because, you know, where it is and like what is around it, mm -hmm. you would think that, oh, okay, it's just another one of these places that are just, you know, sucked up into the, right that what you're saying, monoculture of wine, because like, it is, you know, it's Napa Valley. It's like, what do you, you can, you can ask anybody from anywhere what Napa Valley is about and they're going to say right. wine, wine tasting. Exactly. Like people the world over know Napa mm -hmm. Valley for wine mm -hmm. and this place too, like they do like wine tastings and stuff before, like you can do a wine tasting before your dinner reservation, which we did not do. And like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is just some like tourist trap mm -hmm. where they're trying to get you to like buy wine and they like happen to have a restaurant. But mm -hmm. no, that's not what they are. Like they, this is actually like a pretty interesting um, operation that they've got going here. Um, so to buzz on over to Vanessa's history hive. <laughs> I'll pause for a second. <laughs> you can put in and post yeah. <laughs> the buzz on over thing. Um, so this place has an interesting history. So after the Civil War, President Grant signed a land patent granting 640 acres to Civil War veteran E.J. Church, which becomes Longmeadow Ranch. So this goes way back. Mm -hmm. Pre-prohibition, grapes, apples, olives, and hay are cultivated and brought to market by horse-drawn carriage. That's just cute. <laughs> uh, prohibition. All farming practices are brought to a halt and a spectacular limestone block residence is built. So we are discussing, it's not exactly clear why all farming stopped in prohibition, but I'm wondering if, I don't know, they just, uh, without wine, if it just wasn't profitable enough or what? So in the late 1980s, the Hall family purchased purchased the overgrown, neglected property and began a careful restoration. Today, Longmeadow Ranch farms in three counties over 2,000 acres of grapes, olives, fruits, and vegetables, and pasture are present. So then they have another thing that says the story of Longmeadow Ranch, which is pretty brief. But in the late 1800s, the majestic Longmeadow Ranch property thrived with vineyards, apple orchards, olive groves, hay, and goat milk dairy until farming fell dormant during Prohibition. Over the following years, the property became swallowed by the encroaching forest until the Halls bought the property in 1989. I kind of wish I could see that, like the encroached <laughs> forest property. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool once the, like, the land returns to its natural state. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's always interesting to me that people think of that as like a bad thing. But anyway back to it the hall family carefully breathed life back into the land nurturing it back to its glory and then some by cutting back the abandoned olive trees and replanting the vineyards and apple orchards as you see them growing today home to the mayakamas estate the rugged 650 acre landscape landscape nestled in the foothills of the mayakamas mountains also gave way to a long sweeping meadow thus the name long meadow ranch was born hmm. so i think where we actually ate is not the ranch. Maybe. Mm. 
I'm not totally sure. I was trying to find info on this and I wasn't really able to. But the property in downtown St. Helena is a beautiful property. It has a bunch of houses and stuff and gardens and all that. But it's not like a massive ranch by any means. And it's not in the foothills. So I'm thinking that that's a separate property just meant to like be kind of like a showcasing kind of place. Mm. Which kind of maybe lent itself to the impression that this place was kind of phony when it's actually not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That they have like, oh, this old farmhouse and stuff is here. Um, And here's where we have the restaurant and serve Mm -hmm. our food and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what it kind of reminds me of? There's a place... Uh, called Ledson that has like this big castle and they also have a restaurant in downtown Sonoma that's like basically advertising the castle oh, okay. to go visit it and it kind of reminds me of that like here's the restaurant but here's like the actual thing you know mm. um, so kind of reminds me of that I'm so I'm not exactly sure like where the ranch ranch is it is three counties so we know that they have a lake county property too or hmm. not a lake county uh uh, Anderson Valley. Yeah. Okay. So Mendocino, Mendocino County. County. I'm like, what County is that? <laughs> um, and I'm not sure where else I'm not going to delve too deep in all the things they do, but, uh, they do a lot of things though. They've got, um, mm-hmm. the farmer's market. It seems like that's a, actually a big part of their operation here. Yeah. They've got carrots, herbs, artichokes. Uh, they do chickens. They do all sorts horses. of yeah. They do cherry tomatoes. They do figs and strawberries. <laughs> almost, in that context. Almost. <laughs> it's like they're eating, they're <laughs> yeah. eating horses. No. no. Um, garlic and shallots, pears, zucchini. Well, they do tons of stuff. Kale, radishes, eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tons of stuff. Their eggs look like actual eggs. Oh, they're at the Napa's <laughs> Farmers, Napa Farmer's Market. I worked there a couple times. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, when I did the cheese thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time I drove all the way to the Napa Farmer's Market only to realize that it wasn't opening till the next week. Oh, no. And I had gotten up at like four in the morning to go. Oh. And I just showed up and <laughs> just drove back. <laughs> and I did like didn't get paid because I didn't work because right. the way that works is you pay yourself like out of your earnings oh um, god I made them give me a bunch of cheese though nothing's <laughs> worse than waking up early to, only to find out you didn't have to I know right especially that early but I ended up just going for a nice hike at Helen Putnam so it was alright <laughs> um anyway okay so Anyway, we got a reservation here, and you know I'm a big reservation person. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the impression from this place that if you don't make a reservation, you might not like be able to be seated. Yeah, it kind of had that feeling, right? Yeah, especially that email I got saying, like, make a reservation made me think that uh, you had to. You know, mm-hmm. what day were we there? Was it Sunday or Monday? It was a Monday. It was a Monday. Okay. So, it's like, I don't think every table was taken up, but it was fairly busy yeah most of them were and maybe you could get away with not having a reservation but you know why 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 put yourself through that yeah Yeah. it's Um, not like you're paying extra to reserve yeah and also so we noticed they have like a little cafe out front Mm -hmm. and we looked at their lunch menu and it like doesn't have like nice you know official tables like the restaurant does Mm -hmm. but it's like right next to the restaurant and they have a breakfast menu that's different from the restaurant but their dinner menu at the cafe is exactly the restaurant menu. So I wonder if you uh, if you didn't get a reservation, if you could just sit in that little cafe area and just order off the regular restaurant menu. Mm. It was kind of the impression I got. Mm-hmm. But they also had like a bar and people are sitting at the bar getting food. 
um, which you don't really oh, see yeah, that yeah. much anymore. I mean, you probably have to sit like far apart from mm-hmm. each other. Um, so anyway, uh, we got a reservation here and it was a lovely evening. Um, yeah, I, it was really nice. Yeah. I scheduled it for 6 PM cause I knew like the sun would like just be setting then. <laughs> so I thought yeah. it'd be kind of nice out. Um, right. they actually had two heaters on us, I think. Oh, I know. Uh, which is too hot for Sergio. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. It's a delicate Heaters balance. are a delicate balance, especially for me. Well, the problem is the thing that really like kind of tires me out is if my head gets too hot. And so <laughs> both of those were like overhead heaters and they were just like both blasting my head. Mm-hmm. And so like the top of my body was too warm and the bottom of my body was too cold. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. You can should have just sat upside down. Yeah. Exactly. Your chair <laughs> with your head exactly. on the ground. Do a headstand the whole time. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm reading a little bit of the biography about, like, the owner-owner Ted Hall, and it's, like, it's pretty interesting. I wonder if oh, Hall yeah. Road in Santa Rosa has anything to do with this person. Oh, He's that's a good point. president and CEO of Long Meadow, Meadow Ranch and Affiliates, an innovative group of family-owned companies producing grapes and ultra-premium wine, olives, and extra virgin olive oil, grass-fed beef and lamb, and fruits and vegetables using diversified organic and sustainable farming methods. I really think, like, the mission this place has is really cool, actually. I think it's really interesting and cool, especially for Napa Valley, where, like, wine is completely king, and they're actually, like, trying to do something a little bit different, even though they are still doing wine. So it's like, that's cool. Uh, Really interesting. I feel like a lot of people haven't uh, heard of this place either. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I think I'd seen it just like kind of casually looking at places to eat around there. I just thought, oh, this place looks too fancy for, <laughs> for casual eatery. Exactly. And it is too expensive for that. But we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit. Um, so uh, I think the service there was... Uh, pretty good we really like the ambiance there mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting the way they did the patio so i think it's fully covered with like a really high tent and um there's like there's nice lighting and there's like vines in between the tables like grape vines like actual growing grape vines that kind of give you like a little bit of a privacy screen from the other tables which was kind of cool um, and where we were seated you could see inside the actual restaurant which looked really nice too but of course you can't eat in there right now um, so yeah, I was a real fan of the ambiance. I thought that was, it was really nice. So it's kind of like, what do you yeah, expect it was from nice. that yeah. location? Like, obviously they're going to have a gorgeous patio, but yeah, we mm-hmm. liked that a lot. Yeah. If you look at the pictures of this place online, um, you'll get a feel for like, oh, this place has a nice ambiance and it actually did live up to the photos in a, in plenty mm-hmm. of ways. So yeah, I was definitely, uh, happy with, with the way the place presented itself like i kind of like that little sort of like glass kind of uh awning and stuff we're kind of under yeah and it was nice that like you're pretty close to the main highway that goes through mount st helena which is a very major road but you don't Mm -hmm. really feel like it no that's true Yeah. yeah you're right yeah so they did a really good job i think in making this like a nice place to to be mm-hmm. if we were maybe over on the bar side it seemed a little more kind of crowded over there but uh, sure yeah on the restaurant side it was nice and maybe that's the benefit you get from having a reservation oh yeah um, that's true so i had um i had looked at 
the Yelp reviews of this place. And this mm-hmm. place has really amazing Yelp reviews. It's like yeah. got like a 4.5 or more. And it's yeah, got, it's four and a half. Yeah. yeah. And it's got like over like 3000 reviews, which is really good. Like if a place has a high score and it has like 12 reviews, that's not that impressive, <laughs> but it has like thousands. then right. that's pretty impressive. But there's kind of a theory about why, uh, which is an interesting way to, uh, to play this. So hmm. before we went, um, I was reading the Yelp reviews, and we saw there were massive amount of Yelp reviews about the uh, cheddar biscuits, <laughs> and it was like raving about it. As it turns out, they offered free cheddar biscuits. I didn't see anything indicating this is still going on, even though as far as just a few months ago, people were writing about it in Yelp. But if you checked into Yelp, you got free cheddar biscuits. Mm-hmm. So the result of that were there was just like hundreds and hundreds of reviews raving about these cheddar biscuits. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking when people checked in on Yelp, they just like gave a good review to them. So right. they get them for free or right. something like that. Okay. Mm, um, gaming the system. Gaming the system. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had to order the cheddar biscuits, <laughs> um, of course. Well, that also just sounds really good. Like we were talking about how Red Lobster has like cheddar biscuits. And, and they're, they're the really, only reason to go to the only reason Lobster. ever go to Red Lobster because everything else is like weird frozen crap right yeah it's like um, applebee's but lobster <laughs> exactly it's like applebee's with seafood and like mm-hmm. more expensive right so um but we decided to order them um because they sounded good and they were so raved about so of course we had to see what the hype was about mm-hmm. even though i didn't necessarily need like more bread <laughs> um yeah and they're nine dollars too so they are not cheap um especially for like biscuits but we got them, and they were good. I mean, they come with this honey butter, and the combination of the cheddar biscuits and the honey butter is, like, really amazing. Yeah, I like them, too. They were good biscuits, for sure. Yeah, I actually think, well, I would say they were worth the $9, probably. Probably. I don't think we necessarily needed them, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go and head and get the cheddar biscuits, um, yeah, they were. I was happy with what we got, for sure. Me, too. Yeah. All right. So we also got drinks, and as seems to be a thing lately, um, the drinks are not on the online menu. But I got a, no. a non-alcoholic thing called the ginger elixir, and it sounded mm-hmm. really good. I don't remember exactly when it, what was in it, but it was like... Didn't it have, like, elderflower in it? Oh, yeah. It had, like, elderflower mm-hmm. liqueur. Or no, it wasn't liqueur. Not liqueur, it was not alcoholic, but, yeah. but it had, like, elderflower like ginger and like soda water and like Mm -hmm. lemon or something like that yeah it was a nice refreshing drink it definitely like if you're going to get a a a virgin cocktail i know it was a really really good it was a pretty nice little uh mix of of uh ingredients nice little refresher yeah Mm -hmm. the only thing is it was ten dollars i remember which is kind of a lot for a non-alcoholic yeah that's true but we'll get into the value of this place (laughs) uh everything was like a little more expensive than you want to pay um but anyway yeah, and I got, um, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what was in it, uh, but it was like kind of a spicy drink. Right. It had um, some sort of, I want to say like habanero infused or something, um, maybe a vodka with, um, uh, I think it had some bourbon in it. <laughs> this is like the worst. <laughs> I know, the worst description ever, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of an old-fashioned but spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, I had a sip of it and I thought it was pretty tasty. I was mm-hmm. happy with what I got, though. Um, 
All right, so want to talk about the actual food we got? Sure, yeah. So we got less food here than we normally do mm. because everything's uh, pretty expensive <laughs> here. Right. Normally we'd be getting like a couple of appetizers and maybe a salad and then our entrees, but we just stuck with the cheddar biscuits and then one entree each. Um, so I got, as I tend to love crab, the Dungeness Crab Roll, butter toasted brioche and house-made potato chips. Mm-hmm. Um, so the addition of the potato chips is an interesting choice. I mean, I think it's yeah. just supposed to be like a sandwich and chips, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, I had the cheddar biscuits, which is my own choice. And then the, the Dungeness crab is on like bread and then you have chips and it's just like so much starch. Like the only like <laughs> yeah. non-starch thing is the uh, crab roll. <laughs> um, it also came with some homemade pickles though that were really, really good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of presented re- weird. The sandwich was like sitting on top of the pickles. Oh, yeah. So it took a minute to like even realize they were there, but <laughs> it was so it was expensive at $32, but it was fresh crab. It was pretty much as good fresh crab as you get. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was like probably straight from the docks, you know? This isn't like some pre frozen Dungeness crab from somewhere. <laughs> this isn't your lump crab meat. Like this, right. this was, okay. uh, uh, this was good. Good, delicious, fresh Dungeness crab. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've noticed though is sometimes when people do crab rolls or lobster rolls, they use like a sweet bread, mm-hmm. and I kind of prefer like a sour type of bread myself. I would agree. I almost always prefer a sour roll over a sweet roll. Right, and I feel like it's like maybe supposed to be like harmonious with the uh, harmonious, <laughs> <laughs> harmonious with the sw- kind of slightly sweet flavor of the crab. Yeah. But it has a little bit of a sweet flavor yeah, to it, huh? I would rather have like it be complimentary than like be so similar. Uh huh. Personally, that's just a personal right. preference, though. I'm not knocking them for doing that because mm-hmm. I feel like this is a very common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think it was delicious, and I thought like the uh, the mayonnaise spread. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but the mm-hmm. sauce that they had in the Dungeness crab bowl was really, really good. Um, the potato chips were amazing though. I, uh, I was too full to eat them all, but I ended up bringing them back home, uh, to yeah. my parents and they just like devoured, <laughs> devoured them, them instantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not to mention the sauces, uh, we'll, oh, t- yeah. we'll talk about the sauces in a minute. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but the sauces were there and they like to dip those chips <laughs> into the sauces, dip mm-hmm. it in and sauce it up. Um, that's right. Guys. Chips are the perfect Never thing. forget. Yeah. Our mantra here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought the Dungeness Crabble was really good. It's kind of hard for me to say, though, whether it was worth $32, which is a lot of money for a sandwich and chips. Uh, I'll put it this way. Did you think it was better or about as good as the crab sandwiches we got at uh, Spud Point? A little better. A little better? Yeah. I thought it was about comparable. About comparable, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the... The way it was maybe I mean I only had one bite of it, so maybe I'm not the best. The the way it was it, presented but. was definitely nicer because you know how the Dungeness well, yeah, crab roll sure. comes in um in just like a <laughs> like little paper bag. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, a little paper I, container. Yeah. But that's a good and point. And it didn't come with the uh, chips or anything too. But yeah, that's an interesting thing to compare it to though. Like if you were to add delicious homemade chips to a split point crab sandwich, which is what fourteen dollars. What would you bring it up to? Maybe like twenty dollars. Um, like really good homemade chips. Yeah, maybe. Even though that's still maybe pushing it a little. Right. So I would say, yeah, that's a good point to compare it to, though. Like, um, 
I guess Spud Point just has really good value on fresh crab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I guess that's what it comes I mean, it down really to. Does, yeah. Um, but <sighs> yeah. But to be fair, I have noticed that like fresh off the boat Dungeness is typically pretty expensive. Like for example, mm -hmm. seafood and eat has yeah, a crab sandwich true. for like twenty five dollars. I think a that's good pretty point. typical. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe because just because uh, Spud Point has like a probably a really good hookup for it there, mm -hmm, right? That you um, it, it's able to pass along some bit of saving. You know what? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say this place suffers from the Napa tax. <laughs> yeah. Everything just because oh, it's being sure. in Napa and it's down the street from like world's <laughs> best restaurant. It's like, uh -huh. everything's like. It's, they can get away with being five or ten dollars more than you know you would normally want to pay. Right. Um, but and I I didn't think of this till just tonight till we were looking at their website that the fact that this place is so farm to table, so in control of their whole supply chain, so devoted to sustainable farming and in like every aspect, that probably adds quite a bit of cost to their operating. So the fact that they like are trying to operate with like integrity and sustainability probably adds like quite a bit of overhead to them. So maybe it's not just like how much can we get away with, but it's more like how much can we charge to make enough of a profit to like <laughs> do what we want to do. Right. You know, and if they can get away with that, then good for them. But for us locals, that's not necessarily the greatest thing mm -hmm. because we just can't afford to like be paying that all the time, you know? For sure. Oh yeah. Here we are del delving into the value already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we that's keep okay. circling around it, but we'll get into it. It kind of goes like, it kind of just like weaves throughout this whole experience. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the crab was delicious, though, and the chips were delicious, and my drink was delicious, and the biscuits were delicious. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the ingredients were super high quality, as as we often run into. No complaints whatsoever there. Um, yeah, liked it. Uh, now we can get into your stuff. What did you get? Yeah, so I got the cheeseburger, and it was kind of the a little bit of the reason why we um chose this place because uh I was oh, yeah, telling, you wanted a burger yeah i was just uh telling vanessa the day before that i was in really in the mood for a, a cheeseburger and i was like hey how about this place <laughs> yeah and so we were considering just even just going back to gots but then we were just like oh you know what what about this place instead and uh yeah i was just looking at to see like what besides gots is around for a cheeseburger <laughs> and so I was like, I was looking at the the place and I was like, wow, I bet this place makes a really good cheeseburger. <laughs> they have a picture of their cheeseburger on their Yelp page that they uploaded. Uh -huh. And it's like super delicious looking. And I'm like, I bet this is a badass cheeseburger. <laughs> um, so uh, what's on the ingredients that they... Vela have? cheddar. Uh -huh. um, so I've talked about Vela cheese a lot of times to Sergio. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned it on this show. But there's a little cheese factory in the town of Sonoma, not the main cheese factory on the square, but like down a few little back streets, there's a very unassuming little stone building, and it's got some of the most famous best cheese there. Uh, they're mostly known for their dry jack, but they do cheddar too and other stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's this cheese that they put on this burger. Only the best, I guess. <laughs> a vela cheddar, buttermilk bun, arugula, classic condiments, and crispy potatoes. And you mm -hmm. can add a farm egg, avocado, or bacon for $4 each, which is quite expensive. Mm -hmm. um, 
if it was me, I probably wouldn't have been able to resist that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really good burger. Um, it definitely hit the spot as far as uh, a good upscale burger. It's $21, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's too. And uh, it's just one of those things where we keep circling around value and just like, Again, it feels like a little bit more than it should be. Like it's some for some reason because it's twenty one dollars, I would have felt better about it being like nineteen dollars. Right, <laughs> like exactly. That whole once it goes thing. over that twenty dollar mark, I, I th- feel like psychologically it does something to me. It does, me. yeah. Well, and burgers, even at fancy restaurants, burgers are like the cheap thing a lot of times. And mm-hmm. I guess this is kind of the cheapest thing on the menu. But as far as like the entrees go. But at the same time, that's still a lot of money to spend on a burger. Mm-hmm. But do you think it was a $21 burger? Um, gosh. I think it just missed it for me personally, mm-hmm. being a $21 burger. Like, because that, that is an expensive burger. I mean, all things considered. I mean, considered. even compared to, like, Gots across the street, which mm-hmm. we consider to be a little too expensive. <laughs> yeah. You could still get a good burger there for, what, like, $12 or something like that? Uh, like if probably you a little just more. Just a burger. Yeah. Maybe, like, 15 Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like, yeah, the most expensive burgers you can get there are, like, almost $18, something like that. But that's, uh, like, a fancy. Yeah, that's, like, with all the bells and whistles on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah... I mean, the quality of the burger was great. Um, I enjoyed everything that came with it. Those potatoes were good. Uh, were very filling too. <laughs> and um, yeah, the potatoes. Speaking were of, good. of that, like um, that, like spicy um, chipotle sauce, I think it was the chipotle mayo. Yeah, that came as a dip on the side, along with the, um, the homemade ketchup. With the homemade ketchup. That um that sauce was really good. They that was like my huge, favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge uh, point boost for this sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah, that alone raised up the level of um everything that we put it on. <laughs> we love a good homemade sauce here. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets way extra points. <laughs> if they make their own homemade sauces that are good. Right. Yeah, and uh <laughs> Yeah, um so Using that, putting that in the burger, kind of either dipping in the burger or dipping the the potatoes into it. And saucing it up. <laughs> yeah, and saucing it up, of course. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that really helped elevate the the meal for me overall. Mm-hmm. But the burger alone, um, I don't know because I. I don't have a lot, a big frame of reference to compare it to other $20 burgers because I just don't like spend that much on a burger usually. Yeah, usually when you go out for fancy food, uh, you go for. Yeah, food. <laughs> uh, yeah, I go for more of a dish, like rather than a burger. I've just noticed that on my, just, uh, um, just in general, I've noticed that I don't normally just go for like the safe option as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't usually get burgers at a restaurant just because I think it's boring. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and it, even if it's like a good burger, it's just like, I want to try like, something more interesting. Than yeah. That. It's like, Oh, I know what I'm going to expect from it. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually kind of like, it's kind of rare for me to get a burger at a place like basically twice in a row. <laughs> you wanted a burger. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, like that place, uh, the farmhouse 
in uh, Julian. I got a burger there too. The and then, farmhouse? Or what's it called? Farmstead? Farmhouse? Uh, this Roadhouse? Oh, it was far- Farmhouse 78? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I was confused <laughs> because this place is called Farmstead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That place. Oh, yeah. You got that weird burger that was Wagyu and wild boar. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, I just, I was just in the mood for, you know, just a straight up cheeseburger. Hey. (laughs) And uh, so this place, yeah, it didn't like, it didn't, you know, add a lot as far as like trying to put like a lot of vegetables in it (laughs) Uh for lack of a better word like it didn't really come with a lot on the burger itself it was just you know pretty much a pretty standard cheeseburger with just different ingredients on it like the the variety came in like the type of cheese it was and trying to remember if there was anything else that was that fancy on it (laughs) for the record i think you should have gone medium rare oh yeah he got his burger medium but I think for good meat, you should do medium rare. Yeah. My personal opinion. <laughs> I'm just used to ordering medium for burgers usually. <laughs> Why? Uh, just because. <laughs> well, <laughs> compared to my parents who would just love, like just get everything like well done and stuff. <laughs> yeah, mostly like the opposite of my parents. Yeah. So Jay came over to have prime rib at my house, and it was like. You know, prime rib is supposed to be really rare, but it was like so rare. And he was just <laughs> like, "This is what white people eat." <laughs> yeah, that that actually brings up a point um, that I've kind of I never knew about this until um, going to restaurants with American Americans, white Americans, American Americans <laughs> with white Americans. Uh-huh. Uh, ordering things medium, medium rare is not. Like, ethnic people don't do that as much. Ethnic people? Like, of any ethnicity? Yeah. Like, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, it seems so Americans like a good rare steak. Yeah. Know, like, um, well, yeah. Well, I do notice, like, if you go to a Mexican market and get steak, which I have done before mm-hmm. because it's cheaper, a lot of times it'll be, like a really flat like flank steak Mm -hmm. and there's no like there's no room to make that anything but like well done because it's so thin you Mm -hmm. know like that's just like the way steak is (laughs) like right yeah it's like that kind of steak i don't think exists in latin america really (laughs) right like a big thick old steak like that Yeah. yeah interesting and so like the it's just just because it's so thin, it just happens to end up well done. <laughs> right. That's just how it's cooked. Yeah. 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 Um, so the whole idea of like how you want your steak done is kind of a thing that you learn <laughs> by... Right. Gotta get like, you trained up. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, medium is kind of a, a it's safe like a compromise. Bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I like a little bit of pink, though. Just a little bit of pink. Yeah. Um, that's my preference. <laughs> but yeah, there was that time. Uh, no comment on the... No comment on the way. <laughs> well, that was even that was even rare for me, that prime yeah. rib. But because I, I took a bite of it, it was like, is this even cooked? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? So, normally they do better. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Um, Names will not be named here. Names will not be named. Mom and Dad. No, sorry. (laughs) Those aren't names. I guess they don't don't listen, do they? 
Uh, no, a couple of times my mom's like, I need to figure out how what is a podcast and how to listen to it so I can listen to your podcast. And I'm like, maybe not. I was like, I'll show you later. <laughs> love you, mom and dad, if you're listening. I love all the food you provide me. <laughs> anyway. And 99% of the times I've eaten with you guys, it's been awesome so yeah didn't, didn't my dad make burgers one time oh yeah and those are hella good those are really good <laughs> yeah. so when i was a kid there's this time i used to spend uh my summers on this houseboat on lake mead which is uh by vegas and it was my grandparents houseboat and my grandpa was making burgers and i was so snotty i want to say i was really young like four mm-hmm. and i was just like i don't eat any burgers except for my dad's because no one else knows how to cook them <laughs> and i like wouldn't eat the burgers my grandpa made oh, wow. and my mom was like you hurt your grandpa's feelings and i was just like why it's just the truth <laughs> and i like, did not understand and I was just, uh, about that. just being a snotty kid i know I was, <laughs> I was just picky eater yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny um this wasn't a bit saucy tangent right yeah oh wow pretty good (laughs) good experience uh uh, what now oh yeah okay so i wanted to oh yeah what'd you think of the burger did you have a bite i took a couple bites and i thought it was delicious Mm -hmm. but um yeah Yeah, it actually ended up being more than i needed i think i ended up eating the rest of it um at home yeah it was really good, but it it wasn't like blew your mind exceptional or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for a burger to be. Right, yeah. Um, but I do want to give them a huge amount of credit. So those two sauces, the homemade ketchup and uh-huh. the spicy aioli, when we got our, our uneaten stuff boxed up, you know, a lot of times they don't like give you the sauce. Well, we're just like, oh, is it possible you could uh, box up the sauces too and put them in like a little container? And she mm-hmm. goes, sure. And instead of boxing up the little bit of sauce that was left, she gave us like huge containers of each sauce to yeah. take home. And it was like not even like the little dressing ranch containers, but like twice as big as that uh-huh. that were just completely like filled with them. And I'm like, uh-huh. wow, this is amazing. <laughs> so Getting my $21. I know. <laughs> so like major extra points to our server for mm-hmm. doing that for us because that was awesome that we just got like these massive amounts of like this delicious sauce like seriously yeah. a lot of times you just totally like lose the the sauce benefit when you take <laughs> stuff to go so what did it call it on the menu what kind of condiments like the usual the condi- usual condiments but it just says spicy mayo uh-huh but uh, yeah so yeah definitely if you guys go there check out the spicy mayo <laughs> yeah that's good i almost Make sure got whatever you get has it yeah (laughs) i almost got the uh potatoes as a side crispy herb fried potatoes that uh dollars of spicy mayo because i thought that sounded like a really good combo but i'm Mm -hmm. glad i didn't because it came with your burger so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um yeah so what now should we look through the menu sure okay so there's a lot of things on here that actually sound really good yeah i'm sure a lot of them are good yeah so the mini ham sandwiches with pepper jelly um I saw this talked about a lot on Yelp, and they looked really good. It's just since we were getting, I wanted to get the cheddar biscuits, and I was already getting the crab sandwich. I didn't need, like, another sandwich. Mm -hmm. And since you got a burger, I think it was, like, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The deviled eggs are not something I would normally get, but these were, like, raved about. So maybe they're good. Yeah, and and they come with the pimento cheese and crispy ham, which is interesting. crispy ham. Interesting. I wonder if that's, like, a, what's it called? Like, a pinchetta type of thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they have a burrata, which comes with roasted garlic, olive oil, and grilled bread. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's more expensive than Catelli's. Um, oh, wow. That, I would have gotten that because I love burrata so much, but um, but we had just gotten at Catelli's, so I didn't. I wanted to try something else. Um, there's smoked chicken wings with Alabama white sauce. I'm curious about Alabama white sauce. That yeah. Sounds, I, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't know what it is either, but yeah, I was just looking at that like, huh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So anything else on this appetizer menu? Uh, smoked chicken wings were pretty much what yeah. the only other thing that I saw in there that really grabbed my attention. Um, so now we've got our, this is weird, for the table is one category and starters is another. I don't mm. know what the difference is. Hmm. Um, I guess these are, one is to share, one is to assume to be for one. I don't know. Yeah, nothing Nothing here sounds that interesting. Salad of no. garden greens and chicories has yeah, apples, sky hill feta, almonds, pomegranate seeds, citrus dressing, and that you could add cold chicken or pork for seven fifty. That's expensive. That Jeez, makes it like a twenty wow. something dollar salad. <laughs> yeah. Um so that actually does sound good, but yeah, I don't think I'd pay that much. Um, right. Grass fed steak tartare was another thing that was well reviewed and I wouldn't mm-hmm. normally get that, but it says farm egg, capers, cornichones. We've run into cornichones a couple times. <laughs> oh yeah. Really. Uh, spicy, spicy mayo, mayo and grilled baguette. Huh. So that could be good. That could be good, yeah. Um uh, had a bad uh experience with well not I wouldn't say bad, but just not living up to what you would want a meatball to taste like. So I don't know. This one's interesting though. Tomato, bacon, braised, collard greens, and oh, okay, that's what. Uh, so this is with. for the uh, the grass-fed meatballs. Uh-huh. Where were we? That we didn't. We had bad meatball experience. Uh, was it on pizza? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just like just been underwhelming. Even like the ones I think the meatballs that you got from uh, where was it? Monty's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were pretty underwhelming. Those yeah. were just even though there were you, chicken meatballs, though. Yeah. Even though you had a better experience with them when you reheated them, right? I did. Well, I put a bunch of stuff on them that didn't come with them. That oh. almost doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, Nick and I, shout out, President of the Saskateers, uh, went to Boone in Guerneville and had really good meatballs there. But nice. I was also very drunk, so. <laughs> so not to be trusted. We were so Nick and I were very drunk, and we went to uh, pretty much the best restaurant in Guerneville, which is called Boone, um, and got takeout there. Um, and then we tried to do an a bit saucy live show, <laughs> but we were so drunk we uh, did not properly start the video, so we were just like talking into my phone that was not airing for like twenty minutes. It was probably for the best, though, because <laughs> we are probably talking a bunch of nonsense. But anyway. Okay, so now on to the entrees. Uh, grilled Idaho trout. I probably wouldn't order this, but this sounds interesting. Uh, mushrooms, fennel, almonds, and bacon vinaigrette. Hmm. Interesting. Bacon vinaigrette. So we got plancha seared local petroli sole. I hear okay. sole is a pretty good, like, light fish. Okay. It has a citrus brown butter on it, which sounds tasty. All oh, this is pretty expensive, though. It's $33. God, yeah, the next one. It's like... Uh, Dungeon crab ch- chapino, mm-hmm. manila clams, pay mussels, rockfish calamari, tomato, fennel broth, and garlic bread. $48. God, that's a lot. This is like a, a crab dish they were really advertising, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had this in the email where they were asking people to make reservations because Dungeness, Dungeness Crab had just come on the market. Mm. But that's a lot of money. I'm not a big uh, like soup 
person. Mm-hmm. I like it sometimes, but yeah. I'm not like going out of my way to pay $48 for it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious though, with it being that expensive, like how worth it is it? And I wonder if that seafood is all just like super fresh. Like, mm-hmm. I would hope so. This is interesting. A, a rice dish for uh-huh. twenty four fifty. Yeah. It seems like a more vegetarian yeah. dish. Honey nut squash, crispy Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, and pumpkin seeds, and rice, and that's it. Hmm. Wood grilled heritage. You can add a farm egg mm-hmm. for four bucks. <laughs> and then it's twenty eight dollars. Wood grilled heritage pork chop, jalapeno grits, hmm. broccolini, and apple mustarda. That's interesting. Yeah, thirty four fifty. Brick cooked chicken, grass fed steak frites. Uh, market rates. Oh, that's interesting. Huh, interesting. I don't hear about steak being market rates that often. That's usually more like fish. Uh huh. And then they have from the smoker heritage St. Louis ribs oh, uh, with green apple good. coleslaw, thirty four dollars. That sounds actually really good. Um, then we got a bunch of sides. We got uh the ones we got. Mm-hmm. We got potato salad, mac and cheese with vela cheddar, and you could add bacon. Now I bet that's really mm. good. Um. Grits, coleslaw, broccolini, cannellini beans. Um, I guess if I were to come back, I'd try that mac and cheese. With I the tried bacon. the mac and cheese. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, the pork chop sounds interesting to me. Nothing mm-hmm. else like super jumps out at me. Right. As no. far as entrees go, maybe the ribs. Um, yeah, maybe the chicken too. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that like potentially sound good, mm-hmm. um, but just on on uh, paper they don't really jump out too much for me. Mm-hmm. So this it is- doesn't like when I looked at, for example, like the kin menu. A lot of stuff was like, "Ooh, that sounds really good." Nothing on. Nothing really on here is making me feel that way. And I think that's part of why you got the cheeseburger. Not only because you were craving <laughs> a burger, because it like genuinely did sound, that sound like the best thing. Mm-hmm. I do think these steak frites sound fascinating, but whenever something is market rates, I'm kind of scared of that. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, is that going to be like 50 bucks or what? <laughs> um, so it says, from our ranch, our steak-grown wine, olive oil, grass, grass-fed highland beef and lamb, honey, and fresh eggs are featured on our menu year-round. This season, fresh from the farm ingredients include Meyer lemon, squash, broccolini, Brussels sprouts, chicories, kale, lettuces, potatoes, celery, and fennel. So a lot of stuff coming from their own farm. So that beef, oh, I wonder if that's why their beef is so expensive, is because uh, it comes from their cows. Uh, okay. Um, so these are Scottish Highland cows. These are not your typical cow you see around <laughs> here. And they live in yeah. Tamales. And they're like very hardy, <laughs> very hairy. Very hairy, I was about to say. Yeah, uh, cows. So it's kind of... They look like beautiful cows, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw one in Petaluma one time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where was that? I think that was like out in the um out in the boonies mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah there's maybe that was one of their cows i don't know <laughs> well, it's a, they maybe. say it's in tamales which is sort of near petaluma mm-hmm. anyway so yeah not that much that sounds too interesting but a lot of things in like the appetizers and stuff i think if i were to go here again i might just get like a bunch of appetizers mm-hmm. um that kind of seems like the way to go I wanted to just touch on a couple of the, of the other things they have here. So they have oh, uh-huh. an actual like grocery store here where they sell not only a lot of the stuff that they grow here, um, but also a lot of stuff from like other local purveyors. And I feel like if you were really to uh, 
if you were to like really go all out in like buying the best local ingredients for your meals, like if you could really afford that, this would be a good place to go for that because they're just like all in. Um, in fact, they're uh, they're saying here is uh, excellence through responsible farming. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was easy for me to assume this place was all style over substance. Uh, but I think there's more to it than that. And I think that's actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Um, value. I mean, we've already talked about that pretty much the whole time, but, (laughs) but we could just really make a definitive statement on it. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say that even though everything here is very good, very high quality, and I think their farm to table concepts great. And I understand why things would probably be a little more than you want to pay. Mm hmm. With that said, just as a consumer, this this was expensive. Mm-hmm. Like we only got one. Like, we didn't go each. all out here. This no. is we ended up paying the amount of money we would pay at most places if we just went right. all out. Like if I'm, I think the well, total. Like we showed a lot of restraint, actually. Yeah, we got one entree each, one drink each. Mine was not alcoholic, and um, the cheddar biscuits, and it was like a hundred and. 20 something dollars i think with tip it was like 130 yeah um i think our check was 115 and it ended up being like 130 140 something like that with mm-hmm. tip because i made sure to tip our server well our server did a great job yeah i never felt ignored i always <laughs> felt very taken care of i mean they live up to the it didn't yeah. like it wasn't like blew your mind service but it like it did live up to like a high level experience in my opinion you know, mm-hmm. our server, I don't know if she had like a speech impediment or something. She did, uh, yeah. With her mask. It was very hard to understand her. Yeah, I found myself really having to concentrate to understand yeah, what she was telling me. But, you know, that's not anything. Yeah. Neither here nor there, but it was kind of difficult. <laughs> but she did a great job nonetheless. Yeah, she was really nice. And, like, I wouldn't ever knock her for, like, you know, no. <laughs> dealing with something that she can't really help. But it was just. It was difficult, It was more. It, it ended up being a little extra effort on on our part to uh, understand what. I actually got nervous at first because I was like, oh, no, I can't understand her. <laughs> but, like, yeah. there is nothing really said that I needed to, like, understand every word. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, she did a great job. I made sure to give her a, a nice tip and everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but, but yeah, it's like what you were saying before. Uh, nap attacks, close proximity to some of the most famous restaurants in in the nation, if not the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, not only... Uh, this was, like, a observation I had before. It's like, not only do they have to uh, charge to, you know, be, like for the high quality of their ingredients and all that. But I almost feel like um, they have to charge a bit more in order to be taken seriously in this area. <laughs> right. Like, that's just the competitive market that yeah. they're in right now. Where it's, I almost feel like if this place was less expensive, they might not be taken as seriously in this you you know, know, fine yeah. dining world that they're I, I operating that. in. I actually dealt with that in the wine industry a lot. And people talk about this with art to a sort of different extent, which mm-hmm. is like, if you charge a lot, you're worth a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, you sh- you're never supposed to put wine on sale because it's just like the price of your wine should kind of speak for itself. Right. And it does, it does remind me of, like, pricing art in a mm-hmm. way where it's just like if you price your art high, people think it's, like, worth something, you know? Um, so it kind of reminds me of that whole principle. Like we're in a high class mm-hmm. 
expensive, bougie area with right. very rich tourists out there to spend money, you know, and this is just the kind of place and mm -hmm. they're going to take that money that they get and put it back in to their sustainable farming operation, you know, and I can support that. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, as locals, like we don't want to, we can't be spending, <laughs> you know, $130 on just kind of what ultimately is actually a pretty casual dinner. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. All things considered. It's like, yeah, it, it did feel like we we're paying kind of a luxury tax on each item being like a few, I don't know, like, 30% more than right. it would you would normally pay at a good restaurant just over the hill in Santa Rosa. <laughs> for example, like Seafood and Eat has a crab sandwich for $25. Well, this one is 32 so it's $7 more. So yeah, mm. like probably around 30% more. I feel like Seafood and Eats if you just t if you take the food out of the experience and just have the food itself, I don't feel like this food is that much higher than that, you know? Right. So it is all in the the atmosphere, the experience, the place, all that is mm -hmm. like going into the, like the extra 30% that you're paying. Right. You know, and it just kind of is what it is, though. They're not really like hiding that. It's not like anything slimy about it or anything. No, no, not know? at all. I shouldn't. That was the one thing that we were um, a little bit dubious about what we were saying, like, uh. Oh, are we just paying, like, style over stuff? Right. Is this just, like, a tasting room that has mm -hmm. a restaurant to, like, get people in it, basically? Mm -hmm. Which is not uncommon. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, no, it is. But, no, there's a lot that. of care put into everything that was um, offered to us. It's just, for us, personally, it's a little more than we, we can um, afford to pay very often. Like, this mm -hmm. is, like, we paid, like, special occasion meals for kind of like just a casual right. day out it's just like exactly this is special occasion like i level felt kind of, of bad that <laughs> you spent so much on oh, this you're spoiled yeah no. I am. <laughs> but it was also like you so much spoil me to it, be fair <laughs> oh, yeah i do like it <laughs> but it was also somewhat like uh it just worked out that we ended up there even though we weren't trying to spend a lot you know mm -hmm. it just kind of like happened that way um so yeah anyway um so yeah um i would say that like just for the show sake this is one of the more low value places we've ever gone i would to. agree with that if you're just looking at like monetary period mm -hmm. and not like the whole story mm -hmm. but i could see how this would appeal to a lot of people especially if money isn't so much of an object for you mm -hmm. or even if it is and you just want to like I would say this is a good way to round out a day in St. Helena, mm -hmm. you know. Like if you're looking for something a little more upscale than Gotts, for example. Because mm -hmm. I feel like Gotts is like kind of the low end of what you can have that's not, you know, A&W. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. What I would actually recommend if you really want to save money in St. Helena is getting a sandwich at the Deli of Sunshine Foods, mm -hmm. which is a, a little market that's downtown mm -hmm. um don't go to the safeway <laughs> right i mean you could always just get a sandwich at safeway if you mm -hmm. really wanted to be cheap which i have done before there mm -hmm. but yeah sunshine foods good sandwiches it's like a fancy napa type of deli they have really good fancy meats there so mm -hmm. recommend it's like i think it's a little bit expensive for a deli but still it's like you're getting out the door with like 15 dollars <laughs> Right, in, in the heart of the Napa Valley. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds you of uh, 
It's a place I would used to go to in Carmel. Um, it's just this corner market that has a really good deli in it, and they also do a uh, like uh, hot dogs and stuff in the um, in the grill, like in front of the. We should place. go there. We should go there. <laughs> yeah, I almost went there. Uh, I almost took you there last but time. But we have we... to ramen place instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is like for for example, like even like the most casual like kind of sit down place in Carmel, you're still gonna pay a lot because it's Carmel. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unless you go to like, you know, like a corner deli, like you're saying, like yeah. that's just what it sounds like that place is. There was a corner deli that was a uh, kind of near a campsite in Carmel. It was like a barbecue place, so I was curious about it. Mm, I don't remember. It's like if you turn left towards town on that like main road that goes through the valley, there was mm -hmm. like it was like between where we were staying and Carmel itself. Oh, okay. Anyway, we don't have to go into that. That's a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, number rating? Uh, kind of a I, tough one, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this place... Gosh. Um, I'll give it a 7.75. <laughs> I'll give it an 8.5. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of... Um, uh, kind of trying to figure out between uh seven and a half and eight and i just couldn't uh quite figure it out from there because like the food itself is is really good it's just like value I have, yeah i kind of have to like subtract points from it from because being a place like being so expensive it's and like not being like completely like blown away by what we had although it was all good like it's not a place where I'm like rushing to go back to, and it's like not good enough food for me to justify that spending that much money on on it again. So it's it's a little tough. Like it was a great experience. I enjoyed what we had, everything, but I'm not like itching to go back. Whereas a place like Kin, for example, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> Right, exactly. I can see that. And, you know, we go to St. Helena an okay amount of time, but not like a crazy amount often that mm -hmm. like we would need to go back to this specific place either, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, we probably won't go back anytime soon. Maybe one day. I mean, maybe one day. The The main reason I could see us going back would be to like maybe try one of their other things that they do, you know, like maybe do the food pairing or something like that. Sure. That's what I could see. Or, you know, if something was going on that like really appealed to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay, guys, you heard it from us. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? I don't know. I thought I was going to try and come up with something off the top of my head, but that was just a fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> Dip it in and sauce it up, everybody, and have a happy new year. Happy new year? Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> a bit saucy podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up.